Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, disturbed children with an unusual way of doing things, main characters who are aspiring authors as opposed to real authors, lots of internal monologuing, and suspenseful kidnapping. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 276, Being in the Wrong Place at the Wrong Time. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and bang reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope you guys had a great weekend, and I hope that your St. Patrick's Day was a lot of fun. Mine was pretty chill. I actually just made core beef and cabbage and relaxed and watched some good movies and had a little bit of soda bread and beer. Tell me what you guys did. Email me, zanspirekin.com. And, uh, oh, before I forget, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Every episode, I'll talk about one or two manga titles and tell you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the characters are, the plot, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I say, but I try to be as educational, impartial, and entertaining as possible. Also, if I have a co-host, we have a little bit more witty banter, but, you know, it's how it is, especially what you're listening to. If you want to check out any of our earlier episodes or our various reviews, check them out at www.spirken.com. So, www.spirken.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Player.fm, Instagram, and several other social media sites. If you just look up Spirekin, I guarantee you'll find us one way or another. Also, if you want to follow us, that'd be really awesome. And if you really want to be pretty cool, definitely, if you have a chance, tag us if you see us at a convention or be in my co-host. Now, before we go any further, before I review the manga of the day, I've got to let you guys know... That upcoming soon, we have Anime Boston, and officially I've got the times and dates for the panels I'm going to be doing. Alright, so without further ado, here is the panels we're going to be doing at Anime Boston 2018. So the first one we're going to be doing is May the Force Be With You, Star Wars' Influence on Anime and Manga. That's going to be room 311 on Friday the 30th at 1.30 p.m. And that's going to be with Doug Wilder. And that's going to be a lot of fun because, hey, it's Star Wars and it's anime. And there's a lot of anime involved in Star Wars. You'd be surprised. It shows how it influenced it and how eventually Star Wars will influence new anime series. And now the new anime series are influencing the new Star Wars movies. It's actually pretty circular. So we're also doing 20 sci-fi manga recommendations for grown-ups. That's also in room 311. On Friday the 30th at 9.30 p.m. That's going to be more of an adult panel, and we're going to have a lot of fun with that. We have some great series that we're going to be talking about, some dark ones. It twisted ones. And some that you wouldn't even expect to talk about. So now, we have Journey to the West, Anime Manga's Voyage into Space. That's going to be in room 309 on Saturday the 31st at 6.30 p.m. And Journey to the Stars was a fun panel that I originally started with Vinny Avarello from All Geeks Considered. And I've kind of adapted it to make it work a little more with all the new series that are coming out. Trust me, it's going to be pretty cool. And there's a lot of time spent on Mars because there are so many series that take place on Mars. We have on the 31st at 11.59 p.m. from Under the Bed sci-fi horror and anime manga. A lot of sci-fi horror we're going to focus on. And then finally, we have a new panel we're debuting, and that's going to be me and Greta working on it. She actually came up with the idea for it, and I'm excited for this one. It's 
Captains, Cowgirls, and Cyborgs, the memorable women of sci-fi anime and manga. And that's going to be in Panel Room C, that's the big room, on April the 1st at 12 p.m. Okay? Also, like I said, if you come to all the panels and you tag us on Instagram, we're going to be giving out prizes. I've got some Umibo, which is that uh, the uh, candies from uh, Dagashi Karashi, those Umibo sticks. You got a bunch of those. I've got a bunch of mangas I'm giving away, and I've got the super prize if you go to every single one of the panels and you answer a couple of really cool questions at the end of the panel. So check them out, and definitely it's going to be a lot of fun. So with that in mind, let's get to the review in the episode. So if you remember, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated on to me that I'm reviewing a manga that's actually based off of a novel. Not a light novel, an actual novel that was written by Nishioninsen. Sorry, Nishioishin. He has a weird pen name. He wrote the original book that this manga is based off of, and it was adapted by Matsuru Hitori, and this is published by Kodansha, which they make a lot of references to in this manga itself. They talk about it a lot. But it's been released over the U.S. in two volumes by that lovely company that we all love, Vertical Comics. It is released release 2016. It's coming out, released 2017. And this is the psychological thriller drama Imperfect Girl. So... This is a very different manga that you would not really expect to see for two reasons. One, our main character, you never know his name. And two, it is told from a first-person perspective. I mean, yeah, you see in the drawings, you see him, but it's a lot of inner monologue. It's written as a first-person story novel. It's like they took the novel and they just put manga pictures to it. So it's pretty intriguing in that aspect. On the other side, though, by telling us and not showing us, it does make it a little bit of a difficult read to read. Because it's a manga. It's not a novel. So we can see the things that are going on. We don't need them expressed. But it does give it a very unique flair to it, especially with the twisted drawings and nature of it. The whole story is our main character is an aspiring author. He actually points out that he's an aspiring author. He wanted to be an author, but he's not, because there's a big difference. He's not that great with people, and whenever he goes to interviews, they laugh at him, or they just don't find him interesting. They say that he's not a great person. He's has someone with no prospects. And he actually comes up with a theory that he's an aspiring author. There's a major difference. The difference is that an author is a creator of tales. Meanwhile, an aspiring author lies. So he's just someone who's a yarn-spitting, blowhard, non-actual author. But he wants to be an author, so he's constantly writing, constantly sending papers out. He's 19 years old, he's going to college. And one day, he's on his bike, going to class, and he sees these two girls walking. One girl's playing a video game, specifically it's a Game Boy an old school Game Boy, and a car accident happens. And the girl's friend who's walking behind her gets smushed, gets run over and killed. And this first girl, who's like a little girl, she's like 10 years old, 8 years old, she sees this car accident happen, but before the car accident happens, before it acknowledges it, she looks at her game, saves her game, turns it off, puts it away, and then she screams and runs to her friend. 
and this is the beginning of the insanity because it's a very unusual thing because your friend just got smushed wouldn't you drop the game be like fuck my friend's dead and run to your friend no she does it backwards when he sees this he's freaked out by this he's confused by this weird girl who did this and he just runs away he just says you know what i'm just gonna go to class i don't have to deal with this it's been a couple days and i'm not gonna worry about this so he says i'm not gonna take that route anymore a couple days later he's riding to school and suddenly he gets in an accident he flips over his bike stops flips over looks at his bike and he sees there's a recorder stuck in the spokes of his bike with the numbers 4-1. So it's from class 4-1. He's like, what the hell is this recorder doing in my back wheel? It makes no sense. Goes to class. Everything is okay. He thinks, but his wallet is missing. His keys are missing. So he calls. He has a cell phone. Calls a locksmith. Goes home. They change the locks. He walks inside. He starts writing because that's the one thing he wants to do. And he feels a pain in his leg. Like, what the hell? Did I step on attack? And underneath his chair is the little girl with a knife. And she says, stand up. And then she says, my name is you. You? Like, why you? No, the letter U. And he's like, her name really wasn't a pair of alphabetical letters, of course. She gave me her real Japanese name, but since this is an event and an incident, not a tale, I can't make that public here. So this girl is hiding under his bed who stabs him with an exacto knife, has his key in his ID, holds him up, says, stand up, my name is, is Yu Yu, uh, and you're, turn around, and you're going to come with me. If you don't, I'm going to hurt you. And she keeps jabbing him. But first she jabs him, and then she says, please come with me if you don't want to be hurt. So she's doing things backwards again. Later on, you find out that actually when she, he, she first saw him, she says, nice to meet you before she stabs him. So, she's a little weird. So this little girl, you, ends up taking our main character to her house and locking him in a closet. And he's stuck there for apparently a week. The first volume is all I have, so it ends in a very precarious spot where she's going to feed him after holding him and he's begging her for food. And when he goes to get food... He looks. He hasn't eaten for a day. He hasn't had any water. He goes to reach for one of the, the pieces of bread, and she stabs him in the foot and says, "You can't eat until you say thank you." Or so give thanks rather. It's kind of like a disturbing misery, but it's there's some other differences. Like she won't. She comes home and she says, "I'm home." When he doesn't answer, she says, "I'm home." So he wants. She wants him to say, okay, welcome home. And there's a few other things like she says, good morning. She wants him to say good morning. So it's really weird. She's alone. Something is obviously wrong with this little girl. But also there's something wrong with the main character because he has several opportunities to save himself, but he doesn't. The first time is when she is walking him, frog marching him through the streets. He had four opportunities to run away. He says, I could run away, but I wasn't that type of person. I don't want to run away. I just didn't want to get hurt because there's that 1% chance she'll catch me and stab me. And then later on, he's locked up in the closet. He has a cell phone that works. 
He starts dialing 110, which is 911 emergency services. Then he hangs up. He's like, uh, I don't think it's a good idea because if I get her in trouble, she's going to get worse and things will get bad for her. And I know how society views children like her. It's going to just warp her and make her more screwed up. So he has opportunities to leave and he doesn't. It's just very bizarre and questionable why he would do this. So the story itself is about these two damaged people and what's going on. Unfortunately, with this first volume, it's very peculiar how this story goes. because It's very slow. It doesn't get to the kidnapping until at least a third of the way through the book. And then it spends a third of it just them walking to the house before he's locked into the closet. And then him just hallucinating in the closet for a couple of hours. So it's very peculiar. And actually, I was incorrect. I said there were two volumes. There's actually a third volume. I read the back. It's three volumes. You should have read that in the back. I thought it was only two volumes because the second volume is coming out. However, this is an unusual story. I would have preferred to see this rather than a single story because the story is actually it's slow, but I'm intrigued. I want to see where it goes where he's stuck with this psychotic girl who is obviously bent and something's up with her. I want to know what happened. This waiting this one half is poorly just done. I would they should have done it as an omnibus. That's the first thing. The art style is very reminiscent to Flowers of Evil. That slashy, dark. It's kind of realistic at times, but when you see you and her being weird, it gets very cryptic and strange. It's like okay, scenes when it's just the author, the main character. It looks like a regular manga. Then when you is involved, it gets a little perplexing. It's photorealistic, but it's almost twisted, kind of. Like, my favorite scene is when you see you first looking at the main character after he goes away because she realizes that he acknowledged or saw that she did something weird. And it's her flipped around with her friend's head in her lap. She's looking. You see her face in shit, like her body in shadows, like it's half done. But everybody around them is drawn. They're silhouettes that are just slash drawing. It's like if you took a picture of a person, made it to a silhouette, then used an eraser to erase it. So it just has a bunch of lines. So there's no pixels, just the black lines making a person. It's And you see the fish, which is another big thing. What is the deal with the fish? I'm intrigued and perplexed by that. So with that in mind... I'm curious to see where this was going. However, the fact it's so slow is a little bit of a detriment. The art style is brilliant, especially the scenes which are definitely reminiscent of Flowers of Evil. The sketches that are just line sketches with lots of lines, lots of slashes, lots of mistakes on it. Also, the hallucinatory images are very intriguing and engaging, but they're confusing as well because you don't know what's going on. Like in a good mystery, that's a good thing that you don't know what's going on. However, I think that making it serialized in three volumes is going to be a detriment to it. I'll come back and review the other parts later, but this first volume, it is engaging and intriguing, but it is, it is slow, and it leaves me with a lot more questions than I thought. So for that reason, right now, I'm going to give Imperfect Girl a gift you crazy Aunt Muriel, okay, but forgettable. The first volume, anyway. 
I'll come back and I've said that a couple times. I come back and review, but this series I'll come back and review the second volume, let you know what I think. I think that this series is intriguing, engaging, but I don't know if it has enough to keep me engaged. If you think I'm wrong, email me at zanatspiker.com. Let me know what you think. You think I'm wrong or if I'm crazy. So, either way, if you have any questions or comments, like I said, email me at or check out our website and leave a comment at www.spiker.com. And let's get to the part most of you have been waiting for and what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only. <coughs> Sorry, my throat's hurting. The Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga accepts a substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spin that one that only the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, there is a manga corresponding to each of those numbers. So, whatever number it lands on, that's what I'm reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 277. And I'm excited because I got some fun series on here. And still, it spins here. We're going to review the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. But we're going to see what it's going to be. Hopefully, something happier than this episode. It stopped, and it is number five. <coughs> well, not that's happier. Uh, well, so the next episode of the Spark and Mind Review, I'm going to be reviewing a title about... Arakawa Under the Bridge. I have no idea what this is about. It sounds intriguing. It's an Arakawa Under the Bridge. It's, well, we're going to find out. It's a series that's about being under a bridge, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's about homeless people. We're going to find out in the next episode. I hope you guys enjoy. And uh, the random question for the day is, do you think the author is stupid for doing what this little girl said instead of trying to run away or overpower because he's obviously older? He's 19. She's like 8. Let me know what you think. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and I'll catch you guys next time. This is your Ozan saying, I'm Gonsville, and keep reading manga. See ya. Stop.